the Space Ranger Stone podcast. Welcome, dear listeners. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting day, huh? Um, Adam, how have you been? Been good. How have you been? What's your mood, man? I'm a little tired, dude. I'm not going to lie. I've worked a long day. Um, yeah, okay. Kind of cringe. Can't really, can't really picture being tired. What time did you go to work this morning? Um, I went to work at like. When did I start work? Yeah. Nine. When do you wake up? Uh, like eight. I have to walk the dog in the morning, so. Hmm. Interesting. Well. <laughs> okay. Um, let's take a look at the email. Adam, you want to take a look at the email since you have the ability to do that now? I already looked at the email. We have no, we have no new messages. Let's go. Well, thank you, listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> for your constant interaction with the show. All right, topic number one. I'm just going to spring this up on you. Or... All major companies in a conspiracy to not make cool, cheap cars. You're going to have to explain that one a little bit. Alright. I was walking out of the airport on my break, and I saw a Panamera 4, which is a pretty cool-looking Porsche. And I was like, man, why can't they just mass-produce this body? And just put on every fucking car and sell it for like twenty thousand dollars, right? Because mm. you you can't you can't tell me that that wouldn't sell. Like that would sell like wildfire if somebody made like a twenty thousand dollar Panamera four. And just the body, right? Just the body shape, which you can't tell me that that's like limited by the technology they have or something like that. Because we knew the nineteen fifties, everybody was fucking driving Cadillacs and all these super bubbly crazy shapes on cars and like you could make any shape you want is what I'm saying so why do we not get sick looking cars why do all of the uh, the hatchbacks look the exact same yeah that that I mean that's that's an aspect of it for sure that's a good question uh, well, I mean, like, now it's, like, this minimalist state where, like, yeah, you could, like, tax some of this up to minimalism, where, like, oh, over time, like, things get, you know, more, things get less, like, design-heavy. But, that would make sense if all the $400,000 cars weren't still, like, super cool-looking, and weren't in super high demand. Like, and I'm, like, I'm understanding of all the different differences, but I'm saying, like kind of a reverse sleeper car you know like a sleeper car like that's like a shitty looking car with a crazy engine yeah just like have a shitty engine shitty rims shitty tires shitty hubcaps everything like that that's fine 
Just put a nice looking shell on it. Why is that not possible? <laughs> it's, it's possible, but I think you're uh, you're kind of looking through the lens of, of what you kind of want. Um, you know, mom, moms don't want the shell you're talking about, and people who like nice cars don't like the insides that you're talking about. Uh, the only people who would buy your car is people our age who just want to look really cool but don't actually have um, the money to have, like, a nice so engine many, and stuff. That's so many people. And, like, you can't, you can't tell me that that's not so many people. Because here's the thing. They 100% make – there's a lot of shitty cars that look really cool but have terrible uh, engines and no, stuff no, like that. No, no, and that's – Okay, that's what I actually want to say about it specifically. Was acro- from across the parking lot, I see a car, and like, again, like, we, like parking lot full of cars. Mm. Every single car looks basically shitty. I see one car. I don't know jack shit about cars, but I see one car, and from a, I just see like the, the tiniest corner of its body shape, and I go, oh, that's a several hundred thousand dollar car. Why do I know that? Like, why do I have the ability to tell that? Is what I'm saying. Like, why can't they just print a body that looks good like that? Right? And, uh, like, a Panamera 4, like, that's not, like, an overstated, like, Lamborghini-esque. Like, look that look that car up. That's All right. not, like... I don't know jack shit about cars either. I'm looking up Panamera 4. This looks like... Yeah, so this is... This looks nice. Yeah, this exactly, and this is like a hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, anybody I feel like who would buy a sedan for twenty thousand dollars right now would rather have this. Is what I'm saying. Yes. So why exactly? And so why is this not a possible car to make for twenty thousand dollars? And it is. It's it. It's a. I guarantee you, it's like a conspiracy. Like. GMC, Ford, Chevy, they all tell each other, like, you guys can't make cars that look good below, like, $30,000. I'm going to one-up you, dude. Just put a, uh, a thick steel inside uh, block just to keep the driver safe. Why does the outside need to be made of metal, dude? Come on. Just give the people what they want. Nice. Yeah, just a shitty engine. Plastic exterior, bro. Entire car, the exterior, the doors, everything. All plastic. You can make that Even, for for a, a a third of the cost, a fifth, a fifth, just everything plastic that doesn't need to be metal, easily. See, I see. Even that would sell. Like, <laughs> but like you're saying it like it's a joke, but it's like even that would sell. And the only like, <clears throat> you can't like make me believe that these things like won't sell, right? Right. I just I, I, I refuse to believe that like anybody who I know would fucking immediately want to buy one of those things yeah well especially if it wasn't a hundred thousand dollars and it, like ten fifteen thousand dollars for one of these cars I know what you're saying but if it is a conspiracy then it's not a particularly uh, it's not a particularly like new idea for companies to keep the exclusive stuff looking exclusive and then you know like they can make skins like they can make like cool video game skins for you know the same prices but they hike up the prices on certain ones that they think look cooler cost the same to make 
but it's the idea of exclusivity. So I feel like I feel like that's just that's like every company. It's like yeah, well we're if we start making our shitty cars, if we make our really ugly car or our cars that have bad engines, like look all juiced up and stuff like this, then uh, you know then our then our juiced up cars aren't going to sell as well because well, okay, there's okay, not the idea of oh that's a really nice car because if the V8 person can't show off that he has a V8, then he's not going to be as excited about buying a V8 car. Let, let me let me point out to you what like what I'm trying to say here because mm. I, I get what you're saying but that's it's not exactly what I'm saying. Let's take Tesla for example. Like they made like a thirty thousand dollar car that looks like a hundred thousand dollar car, right? Like their cheapest model that looks like this. Like it looks like a nice car, right? And that's why they sell like hotcakes, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants that because it's a thirty thousand dollar car that looks like a hundred thousand dollar car. And who knows? Maybe they're like, ex- like they are still part of the conspiracy, and it's just that like a conspiracy to like get everybody to switch to electric. I don't know, but wait, your audio my cut point, out. Which car are you talking about now? I'm talking the Tesla. Oh, like, okay, okay. The cheapest model Tesla is like a thirty thousand dollar car that looks like like this, like a hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. So I'm saying, and again, maybe that's part of conspiracy because they are trying to get people to switch to electric. I don't know. But why hasn't another company, and I get it takes a lot of money to start a car company, but why hasn't any other company just been like, let's make a $20,000, $30,000 car that looks like a $100,000 car, and it will sell like hotcakes. And Tesla's already more expensive to make because it's electric, and they're still somehow able to do that. So that's what I'm saying is like, People clearly want sexier looking cars. And even, like, I, I get what you're saying, like, GMC might have the personal want to keep the exclusivity of their higher models looking better than their lower models, right? Mm-hmm. They might have that personally, but a third party uh, or somebody who makes knockoffs or somebody who, or even their competitors, even Ford and GMC, once they see that Ford is doing that, then they want to fill the market of people who want. Um, sports cars but can't afford them right mm-hmm. and I know there's like Miatas and shit like that but I'm talking like some some car that looks like this like the because I'm looking at the Panamera for right now but some car that just looks like this for $20,000 you know it's probably That's what I'm saying. it probably has something to do with uh, with with people like you saying that they want these these type of cars and stuff but then when it actually goes to market you don't really get that kind of sale and it's similar to like marvel movies like everyone's like oh i really oh i would love it if um man i remember watching like the old movies that had like great stories and weren't weren't scared to like weren't scared to to take some risks because those are the movies we remember those movies that took risks and like actually had something really interesting going on um and it's like why don't companies make that anymore but then they just like keep posting the same drivel that like you know all the new marvel and pixar movies all the new like shitty disney princess movies that don't have anything interesting to say and are just like appealing to like the big masses who really don't care that much and are willing to pay whatever um just for you know the same exact garbage uh it's probably the same thing with cars it's like I, it'd be nice say, if there was a revival. It'd be nice if like someone made a really good fucking movie and everyone went out and 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 saw it and bought it. But it's the same thing. Like, someone makes a really cool, interesting movie. It's gonna be picked up by a couple of movie geeks and they're gonna be like, "Damn, this was really cool." But then the vast majority of people are gonna go, "Oh man, have you heard of 
Have you heard of Marvel Movie 50, bro? Dude, this one has, you know, uh, right. it has female character with masculine traits. Very epic. I. It has funny, uh, funny punchline joke in in weird spot. If I hear one person, one more person walk up to me and tell me how good a new Marvel movie is or a new DC, have you seen it, bro? Have you seen it, bro? You thought the you thought the you thought the bad guy was winning. You thought he was winning, but and you thought you thought good guy was losing, but you're not gonna believe it, dude. At end, at end, good guy, good guy starts winning. He does. He does the thing. The sad thing is, the sad thing is, I think you're right. Um, I do think you're right. And I, I I didn't I wouldn't have thought that unless, cause it's goofy side character, bro. Dude, main character pretty cool, but goofy side character he my favorite. He my favorite. He funny. <laughs> so true. he not like the um, main character. Literally, like people <laughs> eat that up every fucking time. It's crazy. So good. But, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I I like. Let me explain why I think you're right. Um. Cause on Sunday. I woke up and I was like, man, I haven't, I wonder if E3 already happened because like I haven't like, I, 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 the last time I remember thinking about that was like three months ago and I was like, oh, I probably missed that, huh? And then I looked it up and it was like streaming like as I looked it up and I was like, oh shit. And then, uh, I watched like this thing and it was like announcing a whole bunch of different games and a lot of them looked like really cool. Like there was like one where you're like platforming, it's a top down, you're like holding different orbs. It's called Cocoon. Um, and there's like different games like that where it's like, oh, this person's like doing something cool like with their game. They're making something uh, sort of interesting. And then you look in the comments and every single comment is, where's TF2? Where's sequel to game I already like? Where's remaster for game I already like? And it's like, like you, you want to like hope that people are going to be like, oh man, that game looked interesting. Like, but no, every single person is just like clamoring for the games they've already played a million times and they just want little updates or new things or new sequel or new remaster. Have, have so you, have you seen right. new game with gun, bro? Different gun this time and slightly new mechanic. Very cool. Also, I, teaser, the voice, voice of character from earlier game. Very epic. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, it's... It's like it makes me sad, legitimately. I think, um, yeah, I think tribalism's really gotten to a place in our c- culture where it's uh, people are a little bit too invested in, um, in, you know, because it makes you feel part. It's it's what we've always talked about. I mean, we've already hashed this topic a hundred times, but it's like making yourself feel part of like a small community, you know, or a large community for that matter, where you're like, oh man. I can talk about this because I know I've I've already invested so much time into into reading the Star Wars books and I've already invested so much time into watching the other Marvel movies that at this point I gotta see the next one. You know what I mean? Because everyone's gonna be watching. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's partially that, but I think it even runs deeper than that. Because like, all we get is unoriginality, and all the people clamor for is unoriginality. Like. Did you see that Modern Warfare 2 just got announced? Keep in mind, Modern Warfare 1 and Modern Warfare 2 came out in like 2008 and 2009, I'm pretty sure. And then like, what, 15 years later, we're like remaking the entire series. Like this isn't like some callback to some series in the 50s that you like watched or your grandpa watched growing up. This is like, we already played this during our childhood and now you're just getting those same kids who played this when they were eight to now play it again when they're like early 20s. Um. 
And, like, I think it's... It is what you're saying to an extent, like, where people have invested time and they want to be part of your community. But I think it's just an addiction to safety. Like, people do not venture in any part of their lives at, at this point. Like, if there's, like, any risk, even creatively, even to their mental state, like, anything like that, people don't want to take it. Um, and there's the nostalgia factor, too. That hits pretty... I mean, there's that's... definitely a nostalgia factor, but I think even the nostalgia factor, that's an addiction to safety. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Security. Um, which is sad. Uh, it's very sad. Like, I feel like this is the probably the death of art. This is all we see now. It's the only popular IPs we see are, are repeats or sequels. Hey, dude. I remember a very wise man said that, uh, you know, every new form of, of art eventually gets, uh, kind of gets to this point that we're talking about right now. Like, any anything that comes out, you know, they, it eventually trends in this direction. It's only, like, a new form that's like gonna re- revitalize creativity so we need like a new form or something that can like really bring forward that creativity because there's like you know you have you have your art and stuff and then we made video games and then video games were really creative and interesting and people are trying out everything and then over time you get this algorithm that just keeps going and going and going and kind of grinds away at everything kind of grinds into like a smooth stone <laughs> And but again, video games are like the newest art form. Like they shouldn't be this decadent yet. But it's, and yet we're in a culture where everything is already like this. Well, now we're in a now we're in a we're in a unique time period where everything gets ground down way quicker because the algorithm is so much more refined and there's so much more of it. So like, you know, in the past you you had like movies and you take a risk and and you actually like, what am I trying to say? You know what I mean? But like now, when you when you when you start, what I'm trying to say is when you produce like new games now, you know you can immediately market that to 10 million people, get immediate feedback, and the game. Here's a big part of the issue probably is that the game can go through like a hundred different like iterations before it even reaches market. So now. It used to be like you take risks when you're producing and developing and you say, hey, this might be interesting. This might be cool. Hey, let's put it out there. We, we produce it. We make a, a, we, you know, we try to do something really cool because we're going to have one shot at it. We're going to make 100,000 copies and we better hope people buy it. But now it's like, no, before you even get there, that game is not even the game that it was when it started. It's already ground away everything that might be like somewhat interesting. They've already done like all those different little market studies, and it's like, yeah, this really cool, interesting uh, new thing that we added to the game turns out, you know, 30% of our base find, found that mechanic difficult, um, and that's 30% right. of our people that we've now lost. So we're just gonna take that out of there, and there's like, so there, there, it's it's not just that they're. There is no more risk because the the companies have gotten so good at mitigating risk because we're in this time when you can you can do that. You like don't have to take as much of a a gamble with anything. You know, like when they're making cars, this is a point that um, a prominent philosophist uh, by the name of Mr. Hyde made. Um, <laughs> but he, you know, he's pointing out that like people used to make cars out of clay, uh, and then you know it would take you. It would take you like 15 hours to, to like make a nice model, like a car, or you know, however, however long it takes. It takes a long time to make a nice model of clay, and at some point you just got to go like, okay, here we go, and that's why you get these interesting cars. Now it's like, okay, it's in a computer program, 
Okay, run it through an algorithm. Okay, what do we not like? Okay, 15 seconds later. Okay, that's gone. Uh, and then there's no, you know, there, there's no need to like, there's no need to push for anything because it's so easily manipulatable that you can, um, I mean, you can refine it instantly. Uh, it just yeah. and it becomes a smoother, softer stone very quickly. Okay, that last point you made there's something I actually have not thought about before, which is like the. Thank you. I stole it from. That, <laughs> I stole it from. Yeah, Sam. I mean, you stole that from Hyatt, but it's like that. <laughs> that is like uh, an interesting thought that like all of our tech, like how our technology is now. Like before, it used to be like when you made a painting, you put the paint down, it's gonna be there forever. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you make a hundred different copies and you have a hundred different layers and everything because you can just switch to any layer you want whenever you want. Yeah, and you can, you know, um, and you don't have to, you don't have to like commit to a certain color because you just have that layer and then you just saturate. You, it was blue. Okay, I'm just gonna press this button. Now it's red, and you don't have to right. try to commit to anything. You can refine it and so, so easily. Kind of allowed that as well. Um, I mean, I think it doesn't help help to have like a stifling orthodoxy. That definitely like crowds creativity in a major way. Yeah. That's like part of the reason people are so risk averse is because like imagine you introduce a new thing now and you say, uh, okay, I wanna make like a new IP. It's about like a really, really strong, straight white guy, and he's basically super badass. He just fucking kills everybody. They'd be like, uh no, you can't do that. And you'd be like, Okay, I wanna make God of War again. They'd be like, Oh, that's good. And you'd be like, Okay, I wanna make Doom again. They're like, Oh, that's good. Oh, I wanna make Halo again. Oh, that's good, that's good. It's like because you can't like actually make that new IP like that won't get made but you can use the old one that already has the thing that everybody likes about it uh, and about video games which is a buff guy destroying everything that's like why that's most video games um, and uh, and yeah like that's I think that's part of the reason that people don't want to take risk yeah um, yeah so it sucks also, the other part that sucks is because because we're in this age. Like, it, once the new thing comes along, you know, it was it was cars, and then it was video games, and then it was this. But like each time that that window gets shorter, you know, when the next right. when the next cool new thing comes, whatever it is, like let's say it's VR. VR has some like cool, interesting ideas right now coming out, or like whatever it is, like any type of new form of of art. That window is going to be like so much shorter than it than it usually is in the past and we're gonna whatever it is it's gonna be a couple of years and then it's gonna immediately become dull again right yeah that's the thing that's frustrating too is like how dull it becomes when when they don't like when they don't use the old ips then it becomes even more dull even more quickly because i was watching this say e3 conference and um like you can look up Redfall if you want, or you can look up the new Overwatch character to see what I'm talking about. But it's literally like, it's like, okay, woman of color with dyed hair and piercings, and that's every single one of these characters. In every single one of these video games, that's the main character, and it's like that that character has has like no actual diversity, right? Like that that character is not like because as soon as I see that character. I know everything about them. As soon as I see that character, I'm like, okay, this is a character who's generally good and generally noble, but she's been jaded because she's been so beaten down by society, but she doesn't really play by the rules, but she's still kind of good at heart. It's like, that's every single one of these characters that they make. And they all just have piercings in slightly different places and a different tone of hair and a different fit. And it's like, 
you're not you just haven't done anything like you haven't created anything like if you took a hundred of these people from like every major I don't know any any Hollywood place and you like put them all together in a room any one of these like game developers or game journalists they would write Steven Universe like a hundred thousand times you know if you put them in there for eternity like they would just write the same thing forever um, just like with slightly different names it's like so uh, yeah it's just uh, it's just frustrating yeah it sucks man but um, yeah I mean I guess yeah like you're saying like like every time the window is getting shorter for each of these first these art forms I think about that when I'm like like I see the way people do and create art in a lot of ways now and and as soon as I see it they're creating it in just like a way to for it to be popular it kind of turns me off because I, I'm not like one of those people who's like I'm not a communist so I'm not like you can't make good art with the profit incentive like you can make good art with the profit incentive but when everything is just about profit or just about maximizing popularity everything's like algorithm based it's you can just tell in whatever art form that is like it's just very obvious you know yep um so yeah that's my rant did you no you didn't watch E3 I did not watch E3 I've never did you watch that, watched E3 that's, that Starfield trailer I, I sent I've, well, I think the idea of E3 is pretty interesting because it's like imagine every movie company came together, and then they like announced all that all the movies of that year together. In the same place. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so I think that's interesting. But yeah, no, like, what did you uh, did you watch that that video I sent? I did not. All right. Well, yeah, you're kind of a scumbag, I guess. It's okay. You said you had more topics. I guess I did. Well, one of my topics, because uh, I know you watched What is a Woman. I did, yeah. Did you see it? And So, yeah, so I wasn't going to watch it. And then I'm sitting at work, and I open up Soap today to watch The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite piracy site, guys. Go to, look up Soap Today, and then click, like, Soap as an S-O-A-P to the number two day, D-A-Y. And then click on the first link, or just, like, look up .ac, soaptoday.ac. Typically, that's the best working one. Um, and then you can just find like every movie, every TV show. It's pretty great. I don't really use Netflix at all anymore or Hulu. Um, but you gotta have AdBlock on your computer, which somehow Adam did not have AdBlock on his computer. Yeah, I've been living in twenty like, do you, twenty ten. You, you want to explain that <laughs> for the last twelve years? I did you put it on? Is like like composite on it? No, I have not. I just can't believe that Adam, like Adam, was streaming to me on Discord last night. And he starts, <laughs> he puts on a YouTube video, and an ad pops up, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" The guy who has like the nicest computer of all time, and he's watching ads. Um, I just, uh, hey. it's just, it's just a laziness thing. I don't even. That doesn't make sense. You know, it's it's it wouldn't take that much effort, but it really doesn't bother me that much. It's always like five seconds, and I try not to watch any YouTube or as little YouTube or other media as I can. Like, I don't really watch YouTube that much, so when I do, it's like okay, five seconds, whatever. <sighs> okay, well, yeah, whatever, whatever. 
Anyway, I'm opening up Surf today, and then I see it there. I see what it's bowling alley. Alright, fuck it, I guess I'll watch it. Um, so I watched it, and this is one of the things that I have noticed about a lot of Man on the Street videos, but it's especially, I, I like, really, like, it, it kind of, like, cemented in my mind when I watched this, and I don't know if you noticed this, Adam, but every time he asks a guy on the street, right, mm. they'll, they'll, like, maintain eye contact with him, and they'll, like, kind of nod, or they'll, like, look off into the distance while they think about the answer, right? Mm-hmm. And every time he asks a woman who's around other women, she will always look at her other friends first. And she'll like laugh and like look at her other friends to see what's like acceptable to say. That is true, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I, it's it's a very interesting phenomenon. Um, yeah. And like okay, like just just to as a as a sidebar to our constant uh, woman hatred. Just like, I don't see any of this is like a bad trait or an inherently good trait. Um, like, I, I heard something recently about how like, all all masculine and feminine traits are morally neutral. Like how strength for men, that can be used in a good way or in a negative way. Or how uh, empathy for women, that can be used in a good way or a negative way. Like, if you're one of the droves of women who's sending Dead Bundy fan mail, that's a negative way, because you're empathizing with the wrong person in that situation. Yeah. Right? Um, but it's like an admirable trait nonetheless. Like, we still admire strength, and we still admire empathy, even though uh, they're, they're in, inherently they're morally neutral. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's not bad to be empathetic and to, like, look to your friends, you know, first. But, uh, it's just interesting, like, people just, it's, a, it's another way of saying that people believe and say what you allow them to. How do you mean? Like, she wouldn't say anything that she thinks would not be allowed to say by her friends. And every time he asks a group of women, like, there's not one exception, there's nobody who spits back a response, right? Every right. time they all giggle, they all recede about, like, a step, and they all look at each other and giggle and, like, kind of wonder who's allowed to say it right mm -hmm. and so it's like nobody's gonna say it because nobody's gonna come forward and just give an actual definition even though none of them know right none of them have an idea in their head but they're just like all petrified of what the, the social response is that's true so what did you think about it uh, about the movie was uh i thought it was good i was i was pleasantly surprised i thought it was you know when i saw the ads i thought it was gonna be more like walking on the street and just doing like which is just like basic youtube stuff that we've seen for years um so i was i thought a lot of the movie might be that so i wasn't looking forward to that but then i ended up mostly like that was like a small part of the movie but most of the movie was actually going and talking to quote-unquote experts um and so i appreciated that uh it was it was interesting, and it. I, I like that it. I mean, I know I, I'm generally pretty well read on these subjects, but even I like found out some new stuff. Um, so it's definitely worth the watch to any listeners who are on the fence. I think even if you aren't super motive politically motivated, like it's definitely got a lot of a lot of stuff that'll make you think. Even if you know a lot about the subject. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's pretty horrifying. Yeah, it's also terrifying. Um, the level to which there are sane people, like you normally, there's not a lot of YouTube gotchas on the sane crazy, the the sane appearing crazies. Like when you're looking online and you're trying to find stuff, you normally see like crazy radical people, and you can laugh at like how stupid they are because um, they're screaming and they're yelling or whatever. Uh, but what Matt Walsh kind of showed is no, there's a lot of like really calm people. Like it's it, a lot of jo- Joker-like people were like just smiling, uh, just like that smile, and then just like very calmly like explaining like with like you know whatever medical nonsense terms they're trying to use and just like oh so you didn't know oh yeah so actually it's actually not bad when we you know castrate your children and it's like this very like whoa and that's something you don't really see that's something that matt walsh's movie is kind of unique into because i don't think you see that as much on youtube and youtube people don't have like these kind of conversations like i mean they try to have conversations but even when you're talking about like uh what's it called uh What's a change my mind? You know, even stuff like change my mind. You know, the only people who sit down are like the people who are like wanting to like you know start something or or are generally typically aren't very smart. The people who are smart like they know to stay out of the limelight. They know not to bring like a lot of attention to themselves and to make it a much more like sinister, um, like slow moving thing uh, to just slowly like kind of capture people in that in that narrative. I'm sorry, you cut out for like five seconds, the last five seconds there, but I think I got the gist. You got the gist. My computer's doing something wonky. Well, that shouldn't make... Yeah. I don't know. It won't cut out for our listeners, because I'm recording on my phone. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's like you're saying, I mean... It's, it's just... It's kind of crazy seeing intelligent people talk about this. But even on your point about, like... Like, it changed my mind so you don't really see intelligent people. Imagine doing a change my mind where you said, like, a left-wing thing. Like, that, like, the, uh, um, there's no, like, obviously excluding the fact that you're in an extremely hostile environment, which is a college campus. But assuming you weren't, right? Assuming it was just somebody who wanted to talk to you. And they were saying, change my mind, I'm pro-left-wing position. I feel like most right-wing people would be able to talk to that person. And that's the crazy thing is like, like even the intelligent ones. Like I, I, I like I, I feel like I'm on the level of debate that like I could go up against a lot of like left wing commentators on YouTube. But most, you know, common left wingers do not feel like they could go up like you know like an intellectual with debate with, you know, most right wingers on on YouTube. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, you're saying that conservatives generally tend doing? to be more well-read. What are you doing? What do you mean? Are you doing something? I was fixing my computer because it broke, remember? I just said that. This guy's... All right. Well... No, you're saying conservatives tend to be more well-read? Well, more well-rehearsed in their in their topics? Well, it's just... Yeah, it's like the average conservative is could debate the intellectual... The average intellectual... Per, maybe, but I also think we. Uh, I mean, I kind of thought that for a little bit, but I also now realize my friends are probably uh, 
we just our friend group just kind of gravitated towards politics and we all kind of like that and we enjoy talking about it with each other and so we've already kind of surrounded ourselves with like-minded individuals so yeah, I, don't, maybe you're right. I don't know if that's maybe feeding into what you're thinking about because when i think about like conservatives i think about everyone that i i mean obviously i have a lot of left-wing friends too but the people who we i talk politics with are also you know well rehearsed yeah i feel like there's maybe probably a lot the of there's probably a lot of retarded conservatives out there there certainly is um i suppose i don't know i just yeah i mean like it's just when when i hear like like right wing versus left wing debates i'm like critiquing the right wing person in my head and i listen like several a week but i'm like in my head i'm like that is definitely not the best response you could have had to when they said that thing or that thing um, and I guess it's like easier to do this in your head when you're not yeah the yeah I think that's also very tricky. People don't realize how how different the dynamic is when you're in that spot. Because I do that too when I listen to podcasts. It's just like constantly. Constant, but even then, con- I mean, like when I do when people do tell me these things, like in real life, I do like say the things that I imagine I would say. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Like enough. somebody who's somebody was trying to like tell me why they shouldn't have a kid because it's bad for the health of the world and like I made what I thought was like a great response to that and it's like a response that I feel like I wouldn't hear somebody make um let me let me just actually jump into that let me just hard shift this discussion because I now that I'm thinking about it I do want to talk about it because my friend was like yeah I, just, I don't want to have kids because it's like bad for the healthy environment I was like I, and I started using the word beauty, and he was like, "You're talking about beauty. I'm talking about health." And I was like, "You don't understand. When you talk about the health of the, the environment and the health of the world, you're only talking about beauty. Like you, you're." And he immediately you, grasped what you said and changed his mind. No, he did not. And oh, it was damn. frustrating. But, but again, like if I was having that debate in front of people, because I don't think anybody changes their mind in debate. I mean, that's part of uh, how to win friends and influence people is nobody changes their mind in an argument. But in a public debate, the, the debate is obviously for the people watching um, to change their minds. And I feel like that is a good response. Like, because people will say, oh, it's about the health of the environment. Like, do you understand how bad the meteorite that killed all the dinosaurs was for the quote unquote health of the environment? But you can't, like, think of that with the same contempt that you think of this plague as humanity. Even though, objectively, we did, like, a trillion times less damage than a meteorite that destroyed all life on Earth. Um, you mean a flood? Sorry. Wait, is that wait, is that the creation theory? Is that it was a flood? Uh, it's one of them. Like, instead of a meteor? Well, I know it's like the, the, there was a flood, but is it that, that it was a flood instead of a meteor? The creation theory can get... Um, there's like there's like a couple different variations on the creation theory, but one of them is that like yeah, dinosaurs were animals that weren't on the boat because they're too big. Mm. Dinosaur too big to fit on the boat. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Makes um, sense, bro. Makes sense to me. But yeah, I mean. You might be right. I've, maybe most of the world is NPCs. Because, um, 
this same guy that was telling me that was told, talking to me about being on a field trip. And his teacher was on the field trip with him. Um, <laughs> this makes it sound like I was just, like, talking to a seventh grader. <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> disgusting. No, he's, he's 23. Or I think he's 24 now. But he was on a field trip. And um, his entire class was standing and watching while his teacher, who was, like, 60 or 70, is, like, struggling. Like, she's, like, really, like, puffing hard. She's, like, being super slow. She's trying to get down this rock path. And she's, like clearly struggling an entire class of people was like not just watching her and he was in front and then he turned around he sees that she needs help and like he runs back and like as soon as she sees like somebody's coming to help him she like sticks her arm out to like hold on to him and like nobody's doing anything even though they all see this like old woman struggling like nobody's reaching out trying to help this person because they're just they just don't see anybody else doing it, so they can't even like register that they're supposed to be doing that. You know? Oh yeah, people don't care at all anymore. I don't even. As, yeah, no, as, no, like actually, like as a, as like a when you're just it's uh you know like you watch all these fights on the internet and stuff, and you're just like, wow, everyone has you can see it. Everyone has their phone out. Nobody's trying to help nobody cares like it's all kind of entertainment now everyone's like also i think everyone's just really socially disconnected because of because of i mean covid especially but obviously it's much long longer term problem than that because once you start getting phones and stuff you know there's the like way less there's no talking to random people there's no reason to talk to random people if you're sitting alone you don't want to be awkward you just get on your phone there's no like neat there's no forced social uh, interaction and that like just that alone completely takes people out of each other's lives. And so now it's like you see a fight happening. It's like, dude, I could just watch this or I could even videotape it. It would be so much easier than having to, like, get involved because nobody wants to get involved with anything, including just, like, you know, uh, like a handshake or a wave to someone you don't know. God damn, we're truly fucked, aren't we? It's messed up, man. But it's, like, it's so crazy because even I grew up in that world... And I don't have to speculate. Like, I know if I was there, I know I would help that old woman. Like, my buddy did. Like, I, I, I don't I have... I would have like, made a TikTok. It would have been funny. Yeah, I know you would have made a TikTok, but I, I'm a hero. But it's like, I don't even have to say I'm a hero. Like, I don't know that I would stop a shooter or stop 9-11 like Matt Damon. You know? I don't know if, like, in those situations, if I would live up to being a hero. But I know in this situation, and I, I, don't, I don't have to speculate because I just know I would do this. Like... If there's no woman who I see is struggling, I would go up to help her. And that's, like, regardless of what anyone else is doing. Like, I, I feel like I know that about myself 100%. And it's just crazy. Because he was telling me... He was telling me about this other time that his buddy uh, was behind a car crash. And there was, like, 50 cars stopped in front of him. And his buddy took off his seatbelt, parked his car, started sprinting. Sprinted up the shoulder of the road. Sprinted past probably 50 cars to get to the burning wreck and ended up pulling a body out of the out of the Holy uh, crap. person like a live person pulling a live person out of the wreck and he looks back and there's all these people in their cars just staring at him all these npcs just fucking staring at him from their cars <laughs> that's and so messed up i it's it's like beyond fucked and i just yeah i don't know if maybe it's like Maybe it is just like a new thing, or maybe this is just how human nature always is. I don't know, but 
No, I, like think, I think I think it is kind of a lot. Uh, I think a decent amount of it has to do with how much, how easy, it, how, how quick we are to take away like social interaction out of our lives. Like that, that, that really, I, th- I think that does actually kind of navigate itself into other aspects of our life, like what you were talking about there, which doesn't really seem like that would correlate that hard. But I think if you really do like never try to interact with like new people or something, then you kind of you create like a small illusion of your own little world and uh and you don't really want like outside forces to act on that and then you don't act back i think it's a new phenomenon i don't think that that's something that would have happened um 100 years ago i mean i think honestly i think you're right and i feel like that's even scarier that you are right you know because that shows you like what a dangerous trajectory we're on but yeah like i feel like if that happened like 1950 somebody gets in a car wreck the next person in the next car is getting out of their car oh yeah 100% dude like 100% and like my boss was telling me like if you break a leg or if you are having a medical emergency like and there's a mob of people surrounding you if you say call 911 call 911 nobody's gonna call 911 you have to point at a specific person and say you call 911 right now yeah it's the first thing they teach you in CPR is be specific point at someone there's like this there's uh, a there was a whatchamacallit like uh that's got its own that has its own name they did a like apparently it's named after i think some event that happened where 12 people just watched a dude like get shot and nobody called the police because everyone just assumed someone else would call the police and then like after that event it was it was named after that but it's just like it's just everyone's under the general assumption that someone else will do something and then nobody ends up calling the police yeah i do you think it's just the phones though that have like done this or do you think it's also like phones other things no not just the phones but like human species people as a whole have evolved past the point of what they're capable of handling and i think that's pretty obvious um like it's not that far out to say that like you know, as a species, we evolve at a certain rate, and you know, generally, we're able to. Technology kind of keeps pace, and we're we're definitely a very interactive species, or very um, what's the word? Adaptive. Oh, definitely a very adaptive species. But at this point, we are we are technologically advancing much faster than we're advancing as as people, uh, and our genetics and our and our our humanity is not capable of handling that that increasing speed at which uh at which technology is like starting to like destroy our lives i mean i think that's obvious in like a lot of different things especially like porn you know like we were not designed to handle that and you can see that everywhere and all all kinds of other things yeah but do you think it's also like just like the increasing like red tape and like legal stuff or do you think that's not a part of it like where people are like scared to even try to like intervene because they're like they don't want to like get told they're doing the wrong thing or sued or legal oh yeah 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 100 percent, dude because there it used to be like because now we're told now we're told to like not take those risks from like 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 in the sense of like when when our parents were kids or when their parents were kids you know you got in a fight at school and um you know and people would like there'd be punishment there'd be you know this or that 
and then you go on with your life. But now we're at a point where, you know, you, you get in a fight with school. It's like it doesn't matter who started the fight. It doesn't matter whatever. Uh, you're going to get suspended. It's going to be put on a permanent record. That permanent record is going to be with you your entire life. And uh, right. and also you, your employers are going to look that up when when you get older. Your employers can look that up. Um, and it's also going to take you out of this and this and that. There's like there's way less room for humanity you know we're treading on a very a much thinner rope than we've ever treaded in the past uh and i think that definitely has a big thing to do with it um yeah fuck dude like we don't see each other as people as much anymore you know there used to be there used to be some room for mistakes and for forgiveness uh but now it's like... This has been the like, most depressing pod yet. Yeah, this one's like not... Yeah, this one's, and, yeah, this one's kind of depressing. This one's, uh... Even when we started, it was just, uh... You know, you just started off with... Even the car thing was kind of depressing. Just like... The end of creativity. And now it's the end of kindness as well. Damn, we're, dude. We're not meant to handle such big groups. People have never been in... in in, in such a widely connected thing. The, if you, the listener, want to change something, you know, uh, I recommend going to a smaller place, interacting more with your neighbors and, and, and picking smaller communities. It's definitely 100% better for your soul than well, that's the- head into a big city where nobody cares and nobody wants to interact with each other. Um, hang on, I'm getting a, I'm getting a drink. Okay. Um, yeah, no, but, like... That's the thing is, if you're in a big city, it will destroy your ability to empathize with other human beings. And I see it so often. Like, people people think that, like, like the, the, the more, the, if you're in a city, that's, like, the most tribal you will be. Like, that's the most tribal humans get. Like, imagine, like, a, a clique of, like, a couple young 20-somethings walking around. They see another like forty-year-old woman getting shot to death by just some some street hoodlum walking around, right? Mm. It's like you're saying they're probably gonna fucking film it, or they're gonna be like, "Holy shit, bro, that was crazy." Empathy, like dead, like there's no. But again, if you're in a small community where you can actually maintain empathy because you don't have to see these kind of horrible things every day, and I don't even like I I don't think it's a symptom of of living around a bunch of people necessarily, but the policies that have been put in place in these places, like in Seattle, like in Portland, like in San Francisco, where they have like, no no shoplifting under $1,000 will be persecuted. It's like, yeah, you're gonna see horrible things there every single day because there's no, it's essentially martial law. So yeah, you have to be like extremely tribal because if you empathize with other people outside of your tribe, you you will not survive like mentally there, um, and that's only the like places where you need good laws still to survive. Because uh, yeah, that's like once a society becomes decadent enough, it can survive off of completely terrible policies for like seventy years. Um, but in a small community like in a like small Texan town, where if you steal a thousand dollars from like one of those old marts. You're literally putting it out of business. Like they can't have that. No persecution for shoplifting under a thousand dollars. They can't have that law. Like that. That wouldn't make sense. So they can't. Because it just the community would not survive in that situation. So that's why it's like. 
kind of better run in those places. <clears throat> Have you seen a picture of uh, San Francisco shopping sh uh, shelves? No. Are you know they those like, lockboxes they put games behind? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's every everything. It's like Q-tips, like everything. <laughs> every aisle just looks like that, up and down. You want anything, they have to unlock it for you. Um, yeah, horrendous. Nightmare escape. And that's how you kill your empathy. That's literally what the movie Joker is about. The first Joker walk, walk, with Joaquin Phoenix. The first Joker? The first Joker because uh, they're making that <laughs> musical. Just kidding. We Not confirmed. Kyle just sent a screenshot of an article saying that Joker 2 might be a musical. I think that would be pretty funny. <laughs> that would be a risk. I'd watch that. Right, I, I want to say something. The problem is like, when people take risks and make something great like Morb, Morbius, <laughs> nobody's willing to go out and watch it. Everyone just leaves it on the shelf. That is... Which one of you went out to true. watch Morbius, a cinematic masterpiece? None of you did. You're, the, you're part of the problem. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy to me that they could still make movies that bad. Like, as soon as I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, this movie's terrible. And then I went in the comments, I was like, oh, okay, I'm glad at least other people see this movie's terrible. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy because it's like, there's so many people whose job it is just to make this movie good. And none of them could do it. <laughs> um, I guess I want to end on, like, a bit of a white pill, unless you have any topics, Adam. I had some topics, but we can end on a white pill right now if you want. Well, we don't have to end, but I will get this white pill in here to lighten the mood. And okay. Then your topics. Because um, this is what I was going to tell you last night, but I didn't. Because, like, okay, so, like, I don't think I told you this yet. And if I did, tell me immediately. But a couple weeks ago, I go to a party with my buddy, Nathan. And he's autistic, so I feel like he'd hate parties. And I think he did, he does. Because, like, obviously, like, you're, like, very sensitive to, like, loud noise and, like, a lot of sources of noise. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and he only knew, like, one other guy there. But anyway, uh, I, went, I went to this party. And then uh, I'm, like, chilling. I'm, like, chatting to everybody. And he's kind of following me around because, like, again, like, I don't feel like he, like, likes to talk to new people. But I love to talk to new people, so I'm chatting to everybody at the party. I'm just walking around. And then at one point, like, a girl walks up to me out of the blue and, like, compliments my earrings. She's like, oh, that's... And this girl's, like, first of all, like, she's, like, gorgeous. She's you made this story up. No. <laughs> yeah, I love it. No. <laughs> she's gorgeous. She's taller than me. She walks And up she to liked me. your earrings. <laughs> oh, wait. You live in Bellingham, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Keep going. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she walks up to me, she's like, oh my god, I love your earring. Uh, where'd you get that? I was like, oh, my mom, my mom gave it, no, she was like, what's the stone? And I was like, oh, I don't know the stone, my mom gave it to me. Um, and, uh, oh, she was like, she was like, oh, what's your mom's name? And I was like, Yannicka. And she's like, what, that's so, that's what I was expecting you to say. And then, like, we keep talking, we talk for, like, an hour. She's, like, from Lithuania, but she's been to Sweden, and she's like, we're talking about that. Um. Right, just, now, you're I, just I, doing the. You're just telling this story to flex. I am no, I because I I just got my like consulate passport extended earlier that week, so I was like we were talking about that, and then uh, yeah, she's talking for like an hour, and then her her one of her friends like Abby walks up, 
and she walks up to her and she's like, uh, and then the first girl, whose name is Ellie, goes, oh, this is my friend Abby. And I was like, oh, what's up, Abby? I was like talking to her. And then there's like, everybody, you know, like when there's three people and each one of them is looking past each other in different directions, like awkward for like a split second. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, say, say it again. Like there's three people. Each one of them doesn't know what to say, so they're all looking past each other. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, waiting, w- w- hope, hoping that like the like, other yeah, person like, will say for, something. Like, and again, this only happens for like point zero one seconds. But, yeah. Like, in my brain, I didn't preface this. Here, let me preface this a little. <laughs> I was just talking to another guy, right before this, who was like, "Yeah, I'm like, I work at a brewery. I brewed all the all the ciders here, and uh, and I haven't drank, I hadn't drank at all this year." And I didn't, I didn't, I told that to him, but I didn't tell that to this girl I was talking to. And uh, so, like, again, there's this split second awkwardness, and I'm like, okay, fuck. And I'm like, oh, is that any good? And I point to Abby's drink. She walked up with, like, one of these ciders. She was like, oh, it's so good. You should have one. You know, Jackson made it. And it's like, I was like, ah. Uh. You know, and I was like, ah, uh, you know, I don't really think I should do it. You know, it's like, and I didn't want to, like, just, like, bring it up that I hadn't drank it all this year because, like, why the fuck would you ask if that's any good? Like, right? Um, yeah, that's true. I'd already been there for a couple hours, but it's like, I was just trying to like, fill an awkward space, so I couldn't say like anything. You weren't and drinking then, at this party at all? No. All right, keep going, respect. And then, and then, and then she goes, the first girl is like, oh, come on, just one. And then when she says it, I'm like, okay, well, now I got it. And then uh, she walks away to grab me one, and then I start talking to Nathan, and she walks back, and then she's like, uh, <laughs> She also actually hands it to me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, thank and you." He said, "Look over there," and then you poured it into a flower pot. Yeah, no, and then I, I was like, still talking to Nathan, or like Nathan Aww. asked me something again, so I like turned back to him, and so then she started talking to somebody else, <clears throat> and then, uh, <laughs> and then like I was like, "Oh whatever, I'll, I'll like see her some at some point later." And so I drank this beer, and like in like a half hour, I have another four beers in me, and these are all nine percent. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, because I have, I, again, I have no willpower. That's my secret. It's like <laughs> I have absolutely zero willpower, which is why I stay away from it entirely. Um, and then, uh, and then like me and Nathan, this other guy, are outside, and this guy's talking about like these generative penis, like. And penis is having sex like going to vagina nfts that he had bought and she like walks out in the middle of this conversation well, i guess it was a little bit later she walked out we were just talking about cryptocurrency but either way she walks out and we're all just talking about cryptocurrency she's like trying to like say hi again to me but like we're all talking about cryptocurrency so <laughs> um so i was like so she just dumb left. bitch can't you see i'm talking about bitcoin no, but she just left because it's like, yeah, she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't care. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, she was like, "Oh, you seem like pretty, pretty drunk right now. You want me to, you want me to drive you back home?" And I was like, "Ah, no, I'm fine." And like, I am pretty drunk, so I'm like not even thinking in terms of like, "Oh man, like maybe she's like trying to like get like my number or like." talk more to me like I'm not even like thinking in that sense at all I'm just like thinking in terms of like she legitimately is concerned for me and thinks I need a ride which again I don't know which one it was but that's just like I was very drunk so it's like I was like nah nah you're fine and so then she left um and then I, I drove 
pretty drunk. <laughs> um, it was only like five minutes drive. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, I like, yeah, and then I like got home and I realized, I was like, wait, maybe she was like actually like trying to talk to me more. And then now it's just like, oh, I'll never see this person again. But that, that whole story to be like, <laughs> to be like, man, this was a white pill and God kind of dangled it in front of me just to like rip it away from me because he wanted to see uh, <laughs> how much more he could put me through. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just another test, bro. No, but uh, just to be like, man, there's, there's still white pills, you know. That's that's my general takeaway is that there's still white pills and we just gotta. That's pretty gotta good. Uh, I think I'm gonna one up you here. I went on a date with a girl, um, and I got pretty drunk, and then I started. I started. I, she didn't know a lot about Waco and Ruby Ridge, and I felt the need to. This was our first date, by the way. I think this was like our first second date. Um, but I did, I did feel the need to spend the hours of 11 to 2 a.m. Uh, talking about Waco and Ruby Ridge and other related things like that. And then she left afterwards. Let's fucking go. Huge dub. What's Ruby Ridge? Uh, it's, it's just like a, another version of Waco. Very similar in most, in most ways. Damn. Were you prompting me to like actually go into it, or were you, <laughs> or do you well, actually not I know? I actually don't. I actually don't know. Uh, it's like it's just like a family or two families or something. They're living in the woods, and uh, you know, and there were feds, and the dude was walking his dog, and then a fed shot his dog, and didn't, you know, up, according to them, didn't identify himself. So somebody shot his dog, you know, and then so he starts shooting back because he's got his gun on him. Because he's, you know, he's out in the wilderness with, right. you know, and so he starts shooting back at the feds and then they all ended up getting murdered. And it's like the feds are the ones who shot first shooting at the dog and not identifying themselves. That's kind of like the whole thing. These motherfuckers. Yeah. But I think we have uh, poor social skills with women. I blame, I blame COVID-19, even though it changed my life in pretty much no way. Yeah, no, I definitely blame COVID. I blame COVID for my lack of social skills. That's the crazy thing. It's like, I feel like women don't understand how bad I am at talking to women. Because I, like I said, like, like I told you that like this girl at my job like has like a crush on me. And I was like, man, you don't even understand how fucking radical I am and how much like time I've spent trying to like I don't know like if you talk to me in any serious context for like five minutes you would never want to see me again it's that meme of like a guy standing in the corner of a party and all the girls are whispering I hope I hope he wants to come up and talk to me and then like it's the thought bubble it's like they don't even know how radical I am this is true but it's like it's accurate because I feel like I'm like slightly more attractive than some people or some guys and for that reason people think i have like social skills with women i'm like you don't you don't seem to get it i will literally kill you like you give me the chance i will kill you <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I don't know. Fuck, dude. Um, is this the, the the same girl you the girl you're just talking about? Is that the girl you broke up with already? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say broke up with. We weren't really dating. I was courting. Well, it's courting process. Courting courting process. I went on a couple of dates with a girl and uh, ended up not working out. So I told her we should probably not go on more dates. Have you tried courting anybody else? Um. Since then. You know, did I tell the story on the pod about the first girl? Okay, so I did I tell the story about the, on the pod about the first girl I tried going on a date with? No, no, you did not. You Should I? Me, yeah, go for it. So I, I, I did, I did start downloading some dating apps just to just to try it. Not 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 as a form of like, not as a main form of trying to pick up people, but I figured like couldn't hurt to just have it on the side and just you know maybe maybe try to get lucky and uh and like try to find someone who's pretty cool so that was just kind of at the back of my mind i was still going to bars and like trying to actually do stuff the old-fashioned way um by harassing people but uh oh my gosh these dating apps are crazy dude the kind of questions they ask it's like man i, I remember making notes of it i can't remember most of like how crazy some of the questions were uh i remember making notes of it because i wanted to talk about it on the pod i don't know where those notes are anymore but i remember one of them was like which pattern do you like most? And then there was like four different patterns you could choose from. And they were all like <laughs> two wavy S's, but like oriented differently. And so I was like, I'm going to pick the one where it like looks like SS. Cause like subliminally, you know, that, that would be the kind of girl I need to pick up on. <laughs> I need me a eco Yeah. I need the one that look it, because there's one that looks like waves, you know, the S's are horizontal, but I was like, no, nah, I need a, I'll try the vertical one and see if I can get lucky there. But ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous question. Oh, another one, another crazy question that I thought was so nuts was like, one of them was like, how 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 much do you, um, how would you feel Bench. about someone cheating on you? It's like, what? And then the options were like, I would hate it. And then the other option was like, it's fine. People make mistakes. It's like, oh my God. It's like so, <laughs> it, we're at what the point the? where like the cheating is so normalized that you can like, just like a pit, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, if they cheat on me, that's it's like, you know, don't do it, but if you do it, it's, we're, yeah, we're, we're it's not, oh, it's a, it's a forum, the scale for it's not a big deal. Like, how is that even, how is that something that even enters into the equation? Like, do people, I'm curious if there are people who actually, I mean, I know there are, but people who like actually answer, like, oh, yeah, not a big deal, whatever. Like, holy shit. Well, that, that kind of just shows you how, like, decrepit these, these apps are. Um, but the first date I went on went really badly because she went for she was going to go on a trip. So she asked me to pack with her um, and I hadn't met her yet. But I was like, OK, well, she's about to leave for like two weeks. So I might as well like I want I didn't well, I didn't want her to leave for two weeks. And then, you know, I'm I'm still like wondering, like, oh, what if she is cool? You know what I mean? Because then I would just be right. thinking about it. I'd be like, oh, what if she's really cool? Um, so I was like, you know, I'd rather just like find out what she's like, maybe just do some packing. So I went over there and she's like. I open the door. She's in an oversized T-shirt. I open the door. She's got tape covering her nipples. She's got a, a, a band-aid covering her vagina. And she's, uh, <laughs> she just starts to do CBBA. No, sorry. Keep going. I mean, that's not super far off from what happened. But I, she was wearing an oversized T-shirt. But, I, you know, I know that's like a look when people are at home. Like, I, I assume she was wearing, like, pants and stuff underneath that. And, like, actual, you know, bra or something. But, you know... She, she goes, oh, yeah, we're done packing. Uh, let's watch a TV show. And then once we, like, sit down, it's like, oh, she's she has underwear on, like, 
you know, and she's not wearing a bra. It becomes, like, pretty obvious. So halfway into the episode, I was like, I forgot. I have to go frolfing with my friends. I had already agreed, uh, and then I left. But that was the first date. went really poorly. Did not – I wouldn't even tell have – Tell us about if, the if second date. If I had date known that, I wouldn't have – there was no second date. I, I actually, what? <laughs> right, right after that, I, I actually deleted Bumble without texting her again. I just left her on red and just uh, deleted everything. Um, Dude, wait. After such a killer first date, you're not talking to this girl again? <laughs> uh, I would have just texted her and be like, Hey, listen up, whore. Next time you show up with, you show up wearing a fucking corset, you show up wearing a, a full, <laughs> full body dress, head to, head to toe. Oh my god. That's actually kind of fun. We went to Renaissance. A little bit of a side tangent, but... Went to the Renaissance Fair, dude. A lot of... A lot of uh, a lot of women who think they're dressed like elves are actually dressed like ogres. It was nuts. And I said, like, Renaissance brings forward like the ugliest, like grossest people. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people who are um, polymorph potioned into into the opposite sex to a lot of mm. like mostly. You know, mostly men to women, but it's uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a goofy cringe fest. But I, I like it. It was it was pretty cute. I got to dance in a big circle with a bunch of people. That was actually really fun. Um, but I, I really like the the Alaska ones because I've been to the ones like in Miami and in other places. Wait, can I just say? Yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw the video of you in the thing singing, and they were like, you have to sing. And dance. Oh and no! And you, you just like, just to translate because uh, no, most, nobody many knows of our this. Listeners were at the Ren Fair. Nobody most knows of our this. Listeners were at the Ren Fair. The translation of what Ada was saying, the first part of it was lyrics from a song called Svetlanan, and the entire second half was him saying, "I don't know anymore. I'm just saying Swedish things now. I'm just saying different Swedish things. I don't really know any of the other things." Yeah, that was that was all he was saying. Yeah, was saying. I, I had drank way too much at Ren Fair, and I forgot. Him. I forgot all the lyrics to the song, so I just started saying <laughs> Swedish words. Uh, up until now, exposed. nobody knew that, but yeah, thanks. You exposed <laughs> me. Sorry, guys, I didn't actually sing anything, but yeah, it was a it was sorry. a blast. I what I was what I was saying is I like the I like the Alaska ones because like in Miami, everything's a lot more. Um, like it's refined. cool. It's yeah. It's more elaborate, more refined. Uh, like there's like a lot of. It just feels like more commercial. Uh, whereas when you come here to Alaska, you know everyone's built their things out of like. People have done these projects on the weekends. Like they've used cardboard to make like the cool designs on the outside of the shops and stuff. Uh, and it's a little bit more down to earth, which I appreciate. I think that's a nice thing about Alaska is. Cause you can still tell there's adorable. You can still tell there's like a lot of effort put into it, you know. And it's not just people buying stuff. It's not just people like buying a super nice tent that looks like an old tent. It's someone who made the tent, uh, and there's like actual effort there. So I thought that was cute. Overall, Renfrew experience very good. Um, so true. That was a tangent, but I don't really want to. I don't even remember what we were talking about before the tangent, and I don't really care to get into it. Before I leave, though, I do, I did remember what I was talking about in the last pod, 
if you guys remember on the last pod, I was like, I was bringing up how chess is a magnificent thing, or how, how certain things can really, like, define, or I guess showcase how insane humans can be. Like, there are certain, like, sports and stuff, and certain, like, specific talents that can really showcase, like, just how crazy the, a, a person can get if they spend all their time doing a single thing. And I, I said chess was one of those things, and then I kind of forgot what I was saying. But the thing that I was gonna bring up was, I mean, there's like there's there's videos out there of 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 Magnus Carlson playing ten other chess players blindfolded, and he just goes down the line, and someone tells him what move the person did. So he's he has memory like he has every single board, all ten boards in his head, and he's memorized like the position of every piece, and then he just goes down the line, and people are telling him. You know, oh, the person at this table moved B1, and then he goes, he checks his, like, mental catalog in his head, he calculates the best line while he's calculating for the other tables, and he won every single game. I think that's absolutely insane. That's fucking crazy. (laughs) Like, I don't know, there's just certain things that, I mean, people can be crazy, not me. Not most of us, but Asians and, like, people who are really good at hyper-focusing on certain talents... Uh, kind of goes to show that humans are are a completely unique thing to this earth. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. That's my white pill to end on. It's like my beautiful mind. It's like your beautiful mind. Um. Yeah, or like that scooter video I showed you. True, of you doing the sick ass <laughs> trick, dude. Hell yeah. That was nuts. Um, or like that Soap Shoes video. Holy shit, guys. If, if you have not watched Soap Shoe compilations of people doing sick tricks on Soap Shoes, you're missing it. That's another thing. Chess and Soap Shoes really show the absolute <laughs> limit of what a human can do. Just like, so what, true. what the heck? If you, have it, if you don't know what we're talking about or you haven't seen the, the absolute best of Soap Shoers... Or what are they called? Soapies, soapers. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Then you're missing out, and that should be your next thing to do after you finish listening to this pod. Very true. Man, fuck. I'm sorry. I just. I feel like this wasn't a great pod. Just like I feel like our energy might be maybe a little. I agree. I agree. I but don't, still, uh, gonna publish it. Oh, I, shit. I just want to do one anyway. It's like. Damn it. I'd rather have like a okay pod and then a good pod and then an okay pod and then a good pod other than like just a good pod every like three weeks you know yeah maybe you know what I, that's not like a good lesson that's just saying i want quantity over quality but it's true hey write in listeners what would you rather have uh yeah, want quantity we're quality. only going to get one or two emails top so you could really change the course of this yeah. podcast um, you're gonna completely influence it <laughs> Yeah, if one of you takes the initiative to write in, it will change how we do things here. Um, so should we do quality or quantity? Should we do episodes like this where we kind of came in from work and didn't really have any topics planned? Or should we only thing, do episodes that we've got, like, uh, you know, we've the, done our research is, on? Is I now have to pay $5 a month for the RSS feed. That's Maybe it? That. Whole, we're going to be raking in the money, dude. <laughs> The prop- because it's on Spotify, I have to pay $5 a month. 
Which, uh... Yeah, I, it's... I guess, yeah, it's not that much money. But it's like... There's, there's no, like, limit on the amount of episodes I do, so I feel like the more episodes I put out, the more money's worth I'm getting. Start releasing daily one-minute pods. <laughs> uh, like the one-minute news recap of the day. Yes. That'd be pretty funny. I'd like to do that and just find, like, a bunch of, like, really obscure news that I feel like people... Nobody's heard about. That'd be like, pretty fun. Did you know today? A man in Australia backflipped off a two-story building. Hey, listeners, if you'd like that, please write in. Could change the course of the pod. Yeah. If you write in right now, I can guarantee you at least 33% viewer input. Because there's going to be max three people who write in. So... It's true. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, boys. Good night. Or good... Uh, yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>